Hey Geek Fans, today we're talking Luke Cage, cartoon favorites, and the end of Adventure Time, this episode on The Raving Geeks. Hey Geek Fans, we are back. This is episode number, I don't know, I've lost count. I think we're, it's four. Four. It's four, episode four. Episode five, Alex corrects. Oh, whoops. Welcome back, guys. Today we're talking about a lot of things, but before we get into what we are talking about, let me introduce the cast. Hi, I'm Ben Solis. I've got Kelsey Kekavasso in the house. Hey, guys. I also have Jordan Hermony in the house. Hey, what up? We have Alex on the board. Alex says hi. We've got two guests in the studio, two extremely important guests. All right, I'll start with the, let's start with the new blood because yep. I feel like that's necessary. We've been we've been talking about this producer that we've brought on for a while now, and we actually have him in the studio. Noah Bashor is in the house. He's sitting right next to us. Go ahead and say hi, uh, Mr. Noah. Hi. He says hi. If you can't hear him, that's okay. He is here. He's going to help us build content, uh, prepare for shows, and actually might be branching out into YouTube land. Mm -hmm. So as we get into the YouTube universe, Noah's going to be instrumental in helping us do that. So Noah, we're really happy to have you aboard. And uh, last, certainly not least, uh, one of the founding architects. The founding father. Of the Raving Geeks. An esteemed alum. An esteemed alumna. Alumnus. 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 Of CM Life and the Raven Geeks, Malachi Barrett's in the house. Hi, dude! <laughs> dude, it's so happy to see you. He's here for Western Weekend. He's ready to party it up all weekend. He's uh, he works at the Kalamazoo, it's Kalamazoo Gazette, right? Mm-hmm. So M Live property. He's doing well outside of here, but he uh, decided he wanted to sit in and judge us. Once a geek, always a geek. Man. Always, always, yep. always. So, uh, just a little short disclaimer. We we talked about some heavy stuff last episode. We want to apologize yeah. for that. We want to apologize for bringing you down at the very end of a really good episode. But we're, we made a promise to ourselves. Yep, we, we did. Know we, more. Made, we made a promise to us. We are not going to, A, talk about Shia LaBeouf anymore. Yeah, I'm done. Thank God. Try not to do that. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to be like, you know, DC trying to find its way and bringing some lighthearted uh, fare into yeah. the episodes. This wholesome family content you signed up for. Yeah, I was about that. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely uh, try to do that a little bit more. We want definitely want interaction with you guys. So please send us things that you want us to talk about, that you want to hear on the show. This is the most important aspect of the Raving Geeks. But without further ado, let's begin the episode. Uh, we have something adventurous for you later on, which we'll bring up. But uh-huh. we'll, we'll do a little hit of news here first. Uh, one of the things that it needs to be discussed immediately, and yep. we would be remiss, we would have our nerd cards taken away from us if straight we did revoked. not. Straight up revoked. Luke Cage dropped today. It dropped yep. this morning around like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., something like that. I know a bunch of people who were like just specifically staying up to watch it. And have like killed off most of it already. That's impressive. See, that's okay. I, before we even talk about Luke Cage, I feel like that's the complete wrong way to watch a show. Ooh, we got some shade. Like, because I don't know about you, but like, I know before when I completely like binge watched like Orange is the New Black when it came out, or like when I binge watched House of Cards when it came out, when people were like, oh, what happened in the episode? I literally was like, uh, like I did watch it. And I remember and I can like vaguely describe things that happen. But if you were like, if you named a character, I would be like, I have no idea who that is. And I feel like that's the problem is people like stay up. They're super tired. And then they go and they watch like six episodes in a row. Like you have no time to process what you just physically watch. So do you think that you get like less out of binge watching? Oh, yeah. See, this is what I do is I will binge watch it because I want to know what happens and I'm desperate to know. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly re-watch it. I do this with books and movies because I just want to know what happens and then I go back and catch all of the details. See, I'm, I'm a little bit of that too, though. Like, I like going back and re-seeing everything. Like, oh, hey, that's cool. I didn't notice that the first time around. But, like, I feel like you can only really get that if you understood what you were watching the first time around. So that way you know what to look for. Well, I think that's one of the advantages of having it in bulk, right? And having it in mass. And even if you do want to just power through everything just because you want to say that you've seen it all, I mean, you do have the opportunity of going back and, like, like kind of marking points, you know, saying, like, oh, I, like, I didn't really understand this, so I'm going to watch this episode again. You know, there's, 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 like, an element of review that goes on. I mean, I'm personally not of the binge watching yeah. like persuasion. I like to take oh, my time. I love stuff. doing it. See, it just annoys me because you have people who be like, you know, it came out a day ago, and people be like, I watched it already. Okay, do you want a like prize? Do you want a trophy? It's like, kind of snobby. I'm gonna watch I it mean, too, but like, I feel like I'm gonna get more out of it because I took time to like understand the characters, whereas like, you just kind of flew through it to fly through it. Well, I mean, to be fair, 
I just want to watch it all. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I watched it all before No, and I'm not you. saying that everybody is no, like I know. that. But like, I definitely know people who are like, well, I saw it. I watched it all. I stayed up at 3 a.m. and I got done at 6 a.m. That oh, is that okay. is the new internet voice, right. by the way. Okay. That so, was great. That was Man, good. Nice, snooty internet voice. <laughs> well, what, oh, Hands sorry. on the hips. So that's okay. But that's, whether, however you want to watch it. Right. However you want to get down with it's Luke Cage. It's there for you. It is there. Go watch it. We will start watching it, too. Yep. Uh, we talked. I talked to Malachi afterwards. He just finished up season two of Daredevil, right? So, I mean, that's 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 the joy of the, having this stuff is that you can watch it at your own leisure, your own pace. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So, Luke Cage is out. I think it's really cool. We talked about this before, but I cannot, like, emphasize enough that the power of Luke Cage in today's era the idea of having a superhero who is a bulletproof black man fighting crime on the streets of Harlem is dope. Yep. And very timely. So if not, if, if you aren't a fan of Luke Cage, if you don't have no idea what the character's about, do yourself a social service and go watch these episodes. It's pretty cool. And if you like hip hop, like every single episode is named after like a specific hip, like Gangstar uh, song. Oh, I yes. did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. And That's cool. There's a big like like influence of like Guru's music in 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 Luke Cage. So, Real cool, actually. Really sweet. So moving on, because we got a big docket. Uh, Noah helped us pull out a bunch of news, and we'll only get to a few things, but we'll get to some of this stuff later. Spider-Man set photos. Okay, Noah's pulled it up for us. He's doing Perfect. his job. Fantastic. Oh, wow. There there he is. There's Tom okay, Holland. Wow. Tom Holland as, okay, uh, wow. as Spider-Man. Looks pretty cool. There's like a bunch of people. Sweet. I think what's weird is that like now that we actually have somebody who is the proper age playing Peter Parker at mm-hmm. his proper age, Tom Holland looks like a fetus. He looks like he's maybe like four. I feel like I need to go return him to like the Happy Homes daycare center, like looking at him in his Spider-Man outfit. He's like, you are a child. But then I look back and Andrew Garfield was 30 playing a 17-year-old. Yeah, so I think weird. that's why my perception is warped. It's a little weird. Yeah, I always thought that was really weird. And I was like, why does this... Uh why does this 15-year-old look 35? Yeah. No, I don't know. That's always been my problem, which, like, so it's weird. It's nice. I'm not I'm not knocking it. It's nice to see a teenager play a teenager, but it definitely took some getting used to. Yeah. Yep. And even as I'm looking through all this stuff, too, it's, like, just from the suit to, like, his affect to, like, some of the, like, just the way that it looks on him. Honestly, like, I've never been a huge Spider-Man fan. I've talked about that tons of times, but, like, still, like, this kid's perfect for this. Like, yeah. even, there's a, there's a photo, I'm looking at it right now, guys, and it's, like, him on, like, some kind of, like, fire escape scaffold, mm-hmm. and he has, like, his, his mask, like, kind of pulled up halfway, like, up to his face. Yeah. And that's just, like, even Malachi yep. just gave the seal of approval. Is, is that is that not, like, the perfect Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, Malachi's shaking his head. He's loving it. He's loving it. Where he's, like on the phone eating a sandwich with a mask pulled up. So, yeah, yeah, there's tons of cool stuff going on there. I'm Okay, so I'm really happy. I'm, I'm going to, like, full bore see this movie. I've, yeah. like, I've like stayed away from yep. seeing Spider-Man movies in the movie theater. Here's the thing. I think the backlash with Zendaya as Mary Jane has just mm-hmm. made me want to see it more because yeah. everybody's freaking out. They're like, Zendaya's black. She can't play Mary Jane. Mary Ugh. Jane's a redhead. It's like, are we just going to ignore the fact that, like, Mary Jane was blonde when Kirsten Dunst played her for like a portion. Like. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so if you really want to mess with canon, there's just things like that. We actually probably will sit down and talk about like, you know, like kind of whitewashing in the industry and stuff. Like while we want to stay away from super heavy themes, give you a really fun show. Uh, I think there's some some element of there where we can attack that. But uh, yeah, no, that backlash is a little little on uh, on savory. It's not cool. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, you know what is really cool? The Lion King. Oh, yeah. I loved The Lion King when I was a kid. I watched that too many times. I think I literally, like, we had a Lion King VHS, and I burned the tape. Yep. Like, just from rewinding it, like, the amount of time, like, the tape physically snapped. Just, like, fried it out. No, straight up. It just, like, it got so thin, it just broke. I know a lot of people who did that, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so the reason why I bring this up, guys, is that Lion King is getting a remake a la Jungle Book. A la Jungle Book. Now, Noah, you explained this to us. Is this, is this, a, is this a cartoon remake or is this a live action remake? I, I think it's a live action remake. Interesting. Live action remake. Uh, so, is that going to be like Lion King Broadway? Is that what we're thinking about? Or like. <laughs> Listen, nothing can be Lion King Broadway. Listen, I saw that show during the SARS epidemic in Toronto. Let me say, almost dying of some weird Canadian disease. It was worth it. It was straight worth it. I was like seven. My mom was like, slap on a surgical mask, kid. You're experiencing Canadian Broadway. And I was like, all right, Kimberly. This also from the girl stuff. who like likes hockey a lot, so she experiences probably a lot of Canadian diseases in itself. Eh, it happens. Hey, what's wrong with that? So it, it, uh, I got a little note here from Alex. We have, it's a live action animated remake. So, so I it is like Jungle Book then. Yeah, so it's like okay. CGI'd animals, correct? 
interact. Okay. With that I'm way more down with because I was real scared about some like lanky white dude named Chris playing Simba. Yeah. My name is Chris Simba. (laughs) Welcome to the Savannah. It's just like, wow, okay. I'm suddenly three minutes in. I want my money back. Yeah, we're not going to have like actual Jeremy Irons at reprising his role as Scar. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I might want to see. Yeah. But. Alfred and Scar. So there you go, dude. There's our hits of news for you, Geek fans. Uh, we'll get to the other stuff later. Um, but we have a very important episode. Yeah. This is yep. something that I think this, this group in particular, we sat down, we decided what we wanted to talk about. This was like the cornerstone episode, and I think five episodes in, I think this is appropriate to do this. I agree. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk specifically about cartoons this episode. Yep. Cartoons have such a lasting impact on our lives as kids. You know, we grew up watching that as like a prime medium, not only for education, but for entertainment. And then as you get older, you know, and you start becoming a little bit more acceptable with your your nerdy beliefs and and your ways of life cartoons take on such a much more important role to you because you have that nostalgia but also you're viewing it from like an adult lens and that's always really cool so we're going to talk about some of the cartoons that we really really loved and hated at the same time hopefully get a little bit of debate spurred and then we will move on to our, our later section as i promised you an adventurous section and we'll get to that as soon as possible so kelsey you got the master list in I front got of the you. list. She got the master list. Yeah. So run us down. What are some of the cartoons that we picked out that we really liked and hated at the same time? All right. Some of the ones that we chose were Our Real Monsters. Ooh, great show. Yep. Loved it. Great loved show. it. The best thing about that show is it was really subversive, right? It took a concept that could be potentially really scary to kids and made it really fun and exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, like, monsters learning on how to, how to be good monsters. Almost like kind of predating the whole Monsters, Inc., Monsters, you Oh, thing, yeah. You know? So that's really cool. Any, anything about Our Real Monsters that you guys didn't like? It seems like you guys liked it enough. In a way, a lot of the cartoons that are actually on this list that we have, like, I don't want to, like, spoil, but, like, Rocco's Modern Life and stuff like that, Our Real Monsters, a lot of like, Nicktoons. Cat Dog, like, my mom was not a fan of me watching, Ooh, like, as not? a kid, yeah. uh, which is really weird because she was, like, very gung-ho. I mean, this is the hipster Jordan segment right here, but she was all right with me watching, like, anime like cartoons and stuff like that which like you like can get like really weird and stuff like that but like she grew up on anime so i think she was more okay with that did you wear glasses all of your life or just now wait what did you wear like cardigan sweaters and scarves (laughs) at the same time when you were a kid when i came out of the womb actually they didn't give me a baby blanket they swaddled me in wood pulled Mm. from yaks from like the alps out in sweden that makes it was organic and vegan actually were you also fed um kombucha tea from like the get-go. Yeah, I was only giving goat milk from goats that have been like ritualistically like sacrificed by like the Dalai Lama himself. Okay, so, that's what I just was letting hoping. you know. My yeah, my hospital was so cool. You probably hadn't heard of it before, but like, <laughs> I mean, whatever. It just kind of comes with the territory. So back to cartoons. Back though. to right. cartoons. Um, so another one we have on the list is uh, Rugrats. Rugrats is great. Yep. Rugrats is the best. It's interesting, like watching like the old Rugrats compared to like some of the like the like newer episodes because like the style is like so different yeah and the interesting thing about Rugrats too is that I mean I have you guys seen all those like different like conspiracy theories about yeah. Rugrats okay mm, I'm kind of like not a fan of those like I get like why people do them oh, like I oh them. it's like what's your beef what's your beef with the, the, yeah. the conspiracy theory sometimes like things don't need to be as grim dark and edgy as people try to make them out to be I'm sometimes Batman. yeah sometimes a cartoon is like I get that it can comment on like social issues you know we're gonna talk about that later in our segment and stuff like that like sometimes cartoons do comment on things and sometimes a cartoon about babies playing it's is just, just a cartoon about babies playing. Like, cat dog doesn't have a deeper meaning. I'm sorry. Cat dog is about a dog and a cat. And I don't know how they poop, but they do have adventures. And, you know, <laughs> that's kind of what it's about. It's Cartoon you know? Network's version of the human centipede. Yeah, I didn't want to go there, but since you put but, that you ball know, in that court, yeah. you know, whatever. But, yeah, no, I don't know. That's okay, kind of my beef. I, I get you. And I, I honestly, I think it's just kind of funny looking right. back at some of the stuff. I mean, like, because I think when Malachi and I had, like, our very first season, there, something came up about the... About like how Aladdin is in like a post-apocalyptic like universe, you know? Like, like, oh yeah, I remember that one. So when things like that come out, and I think I don't know if you guys know about the Rugrats conspiracy. Yep. Very, how br- it's like Angelica is like imagining all of the babies yeah. or whatever. She yep. like went through a traumatic experience in this car crash, and like everybody died. Apparently, Tommy was like a stillborn baby, so that's why like Stu is in his basement like creating toys for this like baby who doesn't exist. Yep. We went down that road. 
we totally did this again. I know, you guys are like, I don't want to make it dark. And then we start talking about conspiracy <laughs> cartoon theories. Yeah, so about that. You can take take that with what you will. Um, but Rugrats was a great show. It was really cool. I think Reptar, like these like kind of these tropes. Oh, yeah. You know, I was all about Reptar. Reptar, Reptar was, was real cool. Awesome. They made a couple movies. The movies were cool. They were all right. Rats in Paris was my shit. Oh, yeah. Never... And then Kimmy came on. The yes, little Chucky's, Chucky's adopted sister. Okay, anyways. Yes, Kimmy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think it's important to talk about, too, with Rugrats and, like, some of these. I know we have, like, Teen Titans on the list, and mm-hmm. I can't see, like, the full list. But, like, remakes and stuff like that, because we had, like, Rugrats all grown up. And then, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It was that. not about it. Was no, and now we have, like, Teen Titans Go instead of, like, Teen Titans and, like, I really just want to touch on the fact that, like, I, I really enjoy the idea of, like, trying to improve upon source material, but sometimes when a show ends, it's best to just leave that coffin shut. Yeah. Like. Well, in, in, in response to that, I think the T-Titans Go thing is interesting because it's just, it's carrying on the concept of an original show, not really changing much of the content, but making it maybe a little more watered down for kids. Teen Titans was a little... Teen Titans was dark. It it could be really heavy at times, you know? And it was just one of those things. I don't think that's necessarily the same thing as as Rugrats all grown up. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, in the vein of, like, remakes. Sure. Because we're on this, like, Hollywood remake kick, like, right now, too. Like, we're we're not really producing new content. I mean, we are. You gotta gotta separate the desperate attempts, which, like, that clearly was a desperate attempt. It's like, oh, wow, these kids are growing up. Maybe the Rugrats should be growing up, too. Like, Nickelodeon, you just sit down. Yes. Please out. stop. Need to stop. So, what are the Nicktoons do we have on there so we can run through Nicktoons? Nick uh, Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers. Which actually, great. I I liked sometimes, but my brother watched it way too much and it pissed me off. I was like, I don't want to watch Angry Beavers anymore. I was like, I love Angry Beavers, but I don't want to watch it anymore. They weren't really all that angry, though. No, they really. The brown one was, the yellow one wasn't. Kind of. But, like, I, I expected, like, Cantankerous. You know, yeah, Cantankerous yeah. works. I would say that. Can some Cantankerous Beavers. You know, I, I, like, expect them to be, like, you know, like, on a soapbox all the time. It's like, oh, you know, it's gripes. I want gripes. I want like, beavers with actual gripes. Yeah. Complaints. We want, want elderly gripes. beavers. If you're a beaver and you're listening to this show... And you have actual gripes and concerns that you want addressed. We would please, like to hear them. Please call in. Noah will take your calls. Yes. What else we got? Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold was awesome. Did you hear that's going through a remake? I know. And yes. I, but but I'm super excited because they the new animation looks great. They've kept really close to source material, but have renovated in a sense that you can tell it's new. The lines are clean up. You know, the outfits are kind of the same, but a little bit different. You can tell that Arnold is wearing pants and not a skirt with jeans. Mm -hmm. He's wearing pants and a little like see. Okay, here's flannel tied around his waist. Here's my deal with that. How did anyone like like for the least bit like confuse that with a skirt? Like am I, I just definitely like, thought it was a kilt. As am a child. I like like a like a remnant of like the '90s grunge culture that like understands? I knew all what this? it was. I mean, I knew, but like I also like it looked like a skirt. <sighs> okay, so he's got pants on now. Yeah, yeah. he's got. Anyways, pants. I don't know anything about it. Pants. I just know that the new art looks nice. We talked about Rocco's. Rocco's Modern Life was. I was great. not allowed to watch it, but I secretly did. All of so the, the two time. shows that you weren't allowed to watch, we talked about this, were Ren and Stimpy yep. and then oh, Hey yeah. Arnold. Right? Yeah, definitely wasn't allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Did it anyways. Cool. Um, I was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy at all. Um, I never really understood Ren and Stimpy either. Like, I knew it was on, and, like, there were some parts of it that were very funny. But a lot of that stuff, like, went over my head Yeah. I was kind of a sheltered kid. Like, looking back at it, I was like, oh, my God, I totally understand why, like, my mm-hmm. parents were not. Yep. Well, the guy who created it was, it was interesting, too, because... Um, you know, he said outright when Nickelodeon hired him, it was like, you know, I, I make like adult cartoons. Like, this is like what I do. And they're like, oh, no, it'd be great. Your style's awesome. And so when he started doing that, they were like, you really need to tone it down. I was like, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how to tone it down. And there was actually a show that he created post Nickelodeon Ren and Stimpy that was like a like a more like no halt, like holds bar, like Ren and Stimpy show. And it was a lot like yeah. elevated. Yeah. Adult I, yeah, Ren and Stimpy was on the list of things I couldn't watch. Weirdly enough, like so was Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. What? My brother, my loved like that I show. did. I that one I did like break my parents and be like, no, I want to watch it because they would just thought it was like really gross with like the yeah. boogers and like I the blood like and stuff like that. See, I thought it was funny. Never my parents just it. thought it was really annoying. My so. brother loved it. Pretty much any show that my brother loved, I hated. So I wonder if that's just like a sibling rivalry thing, Probably. though, or if like you didn't like the material. Yeah, I was the mean older sister, so. Uh, Did watch a lot of like Pinky and the Brain though, and like the Animaniacs. Yes. Animaniacs yeah. definitely. I watched a ton of. 
Animaniacs was cool because it was kind of like one of the first like referential like comedy animation shows. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Family Guy couldn't exist at all without Animaniacs. I would argue. Um, but one of my favorite ones is like they said like uh, we've got to like do something to prints or something like that, right? Not like oh yeah, fingerprints. Yeah, finger, we got to look we dust got, for fingerprints. We got to dust for fingerprints, and then all of a sudden like like she pulls like out actual prints, mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't know if he'd enjoy that, and it's just him, and he's just like, it's yep. great. It no, is anim- yeah, Animaniacs was some solid humor. And I honestly, like, I don't know. Like, maybe growing up on that has definitely, like, shaped some kids with, like, how they... I think so, too. I think so. like, cartoon humor. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, so we got a couple different ones other than the Nicktoons. We definitely yep. got Cartoon Network cartoons, which we may or may not delve into a whole lot. But, I mean, things like Dexter's Lab, where it's just seminal stuff. Powerpuff Girls was seminal stuff. I'm yep. glad that they're remaking Powerpuff. Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo was great. All of that was just really, really cool. Um, Johnny Bravo was a weird situation though. Yeah. Johnny Bravo like showed me like it was like okay to like you know like constantly like harass women. See that's which interesting is really wrong. I, I got the opposite, opposite message from that. He's got, he got like because an he always got denied and yeah. they always like everybody tried to smack him down or yeah. be like no you can't do that or when he would try he would always look like an idiot. So it was like, like okay for women to say no. Like yeah, like, yeah. Oh, when okay. I watched Johnny Bravo, I always thought it was funny because he would try and do like all of these things, and then whenever he would try to be like, oh, you know, like, hey, pretty lady, like, whatever, blah blah, blah like, she would just like literally beat him up, like, she would like yeah. literally smack him that down. Is true. Hey, pretty mama. Yeah. Whoa. My favorite. My favorite Johnny Bravo episode is like, there's some like kid, some nerdy nerdy kid who's, like, trying to, like, pick up, like, some, like, little girl that Johnny Bravo hangs out with, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying to teach him the ways. So he's, like, going through every single thing that he could ever possibly teach him, and he's still, like, failing, and he's looking at him, he's like, like, everything's here. He's got the hair, he's got the clothes, he's got the attitude, and he's like, oh, and then he realizes he doesn't have shades on, right? <laughs> so he gives him his shades, and all of a sudden, like, he goes from, like, this kid looking at the world as just, like, his normal world, and as soon as he puts the shades on, there's, like, hot chicks everywhere <laughs> like that weren't there anyway and he's like oh look at all the honeys you know I think super great I think my favorite episode was the gender Ben one when he oh when like, he turned into a girl yeah. okay that and one then was he solid. realizes like how much of a jerk he is it was so funny okay so maybe there's a little bit more of a positive message there mm-hmm. with with uh you know with, speaking of nerds Dexter's laboratory yeah great up great great oh, show yeah. oh my Loved god that stuff uh Dee Dee was awful Dee Dee was like the like the encapsulation of every bad sibling that you could ever think of. <laughs> Whenever, I was Dee Dee, I think. Oh, Whenever I'm not as dumb. You're terrible. I was an ass. Why? Were you really? Yeah. <laughs> I was a mean sister. I feel really bad about it. God. Whenever I would do something dumb, my dad would always do the, Dee Dee, you are so stupid to <laughs> me. <laughs> like, my parents were very, like, cut and dry with, like... Whenever I would do something dumb, they would usually like just quote yep. something at me, and I'd be like, "All right, yeah, I'm I'm being dumb right now." So Cartoon Network shows were definitely seminal, but we've got a couple different things. We've got some anime shows on here. Now we could run down the normal Transformers, which we have on there. Transformers mm-hmm. was great because I think it introduced a lot of kids to anime, right? Yep. You've got a couple different things. There's like Dragon Ball Z, the Ronin Warriors, things like that. Really easily accessible anime. However, <laughs> however, might I add that uh, Jordan who is not, like, like straying away from, like, her hipster affect here with her cartoon choices. She has a really obscure anime cartoon <laughs> that none of us have heard before, except for Alex, apparently, uh, as he laughed when we brought it up. Yep. But why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners... I'm literally not going to pretend that I remember, like, a single thing about this. Like, I'm, I remember watching it as a child. It's like it's almost like one of those weird, like, creepypastas you read about on the internet. Like, I was five and I watched this thing. That was it. Um, But yeah, no, it's called Samurai Pizza Cat. So hold, I swear... Yeah. Hold on a second. Let's repeat that for our, our viewers out there. Samurai... Pizza. Cats. Wait, yes. Now let me get this straight. Is that a samurai pizza cat? Oh, you betcha. Um, so I it was literally it was like the precursor to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was these cats who I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, like owned a pizza shop by day oh, God. and by night they were samurais that like protected like their city and they were like not like robot samurais, but they had like these like armor that like almost kind of made them look quasi robotic. We looked at some of that stuff, or at least talked about it like afterwards, and it looked really it looked gun to me, didn't yeah, it? Exactly. No, okay, and that's really funny because like I wa- I remember watching Samurai Pizza Cats as a little kid, and like I will be the first to admit I watch a lot of anime, 
I love mech anime. I love Gundam. I love Zoids. I love like Voltron. So like I think that was kind of like the precursor to really getting into that was Samurai Pizza Cats because it was really super cute because I was like four or five when I watched it. So it was like that segue from like Kimba the White Lion to like Gundam. You ever heard of Kimba? I've never heard of Kimba the White Lion. Okay, well that's actually something my mom introduced me to. That was the precursor to the Lion King. Yeah, I've actually heard about this before. I have heard about this. Yeah, no, my mom grew up on like 80s anime so like Kimbo the White Lion the original Voltron Thundercats um and she kind of like introduced it to me when I was growing up and so yeah I know I remember like she showed me the Lion King and then she was like do you want to know what was our Lion King as a kid and then yeah no so I just feel like Samurai Pizza Cats is like a cheap ploy from like the pizza industry just I mean, to like probably. get kids more involved in buying pizza. pizza yeah it's like what can we get them to and buy and samurais more? yeah well they like samurais and they like cats. cats yeah maybe we can sell pizza with samurai pizza, pizza cat. cats I mean wow. and by by that logic of Genius. reasoning like if I put a job description a food and an animal together, I could have a hit show. So if I have, you know, the plumber pierogi dogs, like I have a smash hit. I have a smash hit right there. If I have, you know, the Supreme Court justice tofu beagles, there we go. Wow. We got another one. I personally like life life coach, Starbucks, uh, you know, anacondas. I would, listen, if I had a Starbucks-wielding anaconda be my life coach, believe me, an anaconda, I would be real motivated to do stuff and not get eaten. The electrician um, cake um, prairie dogs. There I you like go. It. I like it. If you, have, if you have a combination of a strange animal profession. Profession, food, animal. Yeah. Please please tweet at us your, your, uh, your craziness. We want to know what you think. All of them. But yeah, I think one of the coolest things about everything that we've talked about in these cartoons all kind of have these like real overlapping like concepts and ideas and things and that like make them appeal to all of us right is that you know they are kind of hip when you find them and they're brand new you kind of immediately latch onto it um there's a sense of like morality to all of it despite it having some maybe atypical morality maybe like a ren and stimpy or something like that you know um, but then also you have this like amazing sense of just like wonderment, right? Especially with all real, all real monsters and things like that. Taking things and subverting them and really making them something original. And now we have found ourselves at our main segment, which is exactly the best way that you can describe Adventure Time, right? And so Adventure Time is probably really important to our generation because it's like one of those seminal cartoons where you can really hang your hat on and say... What, what cartoons did you have in, in your lifetime? And across the board, people my age to even Jordan and, and Kelsey's age are going to say Adventure Time. You make me sound like I'm a baby. You're not, but you're definitely no, substantially younger. Old. I'm just an old man. Look at the sweater I have on. That's yeah, true. We're going to tweet out a, the image of my sweater, sweater. Just so you guys know. Ooh. Or a grandpa yeah, sweater. Let's, let's avoid that term. Ooh. I mean, can't you? All right. Never mind. I'm going to shut my mouth. The term's dead. <laughs> term's gone now. That's fair. But yeah, Adventure Time is probably one of the th- single things that we can point to. I remember actually, uh, this was pretty recent, uh, Simpsons opened up an episode with the intro of Adventure Time and like basically did the whole run through the world thing and like, you know, made different characters, different Adventure Time characters. Really? And then like And then like when it finally got to like this, I mean, this opening segment of Simpsons is long. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean, so it took a real long time to wade through that entire world with the different characters. And then at the very end of it, they actually did the song, Pendleton Ward rewrote a song that was like oh, very Simpson centric. that's cool. And like that just, to me personally, like that means that you have hit it. Yeah, right? I agree. Oh, definitely. If you can get made fun of on like a big named show, like, Well, especially you know, like The Simpsons. If it's like, Simpsons or South Park who are making fun of you, you have hit the big time. Yep. Right? Your cultural relevancy is at an all time. Cemented. It's cemented. Absolutely yep. cemented. And such is the case with Adventure Time. Now the reason that we're bringing all of this up in our hallowed cartoon episode is because they have announced the end of of Adventure Time. Breaks my heart. Breaks Kelsey's heart in particular because Kelsey showed up to our Halloween episode addressed as Fiona. That's true, I did. You know, so this is this is a lot of weight in our newsroom of this going away. So why do you guys please uh, explain what's going on with the end of Adventure Time, how do they announce it, things like that. Um, I kind of just heard it through the grapevine on Facebook that they were, um, and actually one of my best friends like messaged me and he's like, Hey, did you hear about adventure time? And I was like, no, what? Wow. no. And so he's like, yeah, they're ending it in 2018. And I was like, that's the worst thing I've heard today. So they've got two, two seasons to get through. 
Um, I think it's kind of cool that they've already announced that they're doing it yeah. as opposed to like getting through and saying, hey, we're canceled or yep. hey, we're just done. It gives you that emotional time to like, like these are the last two seasons. So sure. I, like, I'm going to savor this rather than just like cutting the umbilical cord and leaving you screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Squealing and covered in blood. Why did you take away my show? <laughs> yeah, I think it's good that they're planning it out because that means that like it's going to have a good ending. Like I feel like if it was like really sudden, then we wouldn't really have any good way of they'd have a harder time wrapping it up and yeah like tying up all those loose ends they can really think about it which is really hard for i think a cartoon show to think about its own demise you know um i mean look at simpsons like they can't even i'm sure they're scrambling still to try to figure out how to end the show because it's just been on for so long they've done everything, everything. they can I don't um, know if I would call it a demise, though. Like, I would view a demise as, like, when you get canceled by the network. But, like, I view this as more of, like, a final send-off. Like, this is more of, like, a happy note. Like, yeah, it's sad, yeah. it's ending. But, like, when you get a show or, like, anything, like, a game, uh, comics, that can end on its own terms, I think that's a really cool thing, yeah, honestly. Powerful. It's like in The Lord of the Rings when they get when the elves get on the boat. They're, mm-hmm. they're choosing their fate. It's their own time. So wow. is Adventure Time the elves? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, okay, we'll go, all we'll right. Go with this, that. this weird extended metaphor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean it's interesting too because Pendleton Ward wants to move on. He wants to do his own thing. I mean, like, uh, Noah mentioned that there's like some space show that he's developed that they've already like started. Greatest Warriors. Greatest Warriors. Oh, Bravest, Bravest, Bravest Warriors. Warriors. I watched it. Bra- is it Bravest it's Warriors? Brave. Bravest Warriors. Yep, Bravest it's Warriors. really good. Cool. So, I mean, there's already another show that he's invested in that he's moved on from. And it's, I think it's really cool. I mean, you take like something like American Dad and Family Guy, right? Is that. Now I think American Dad has like, you know, earned its place on like as a separate show, but balancing both of those at the same time originally, so it always felt like American Dad was just a cheap rip off of a of, of family guy, right? Because it was existing at the same time. Now this is kind of cool that I mean, this is like very just starting, but it's there's like a definite end to Adventure Time and a definite like now refocus on a new show, which might might be really cool. So Because it's, it's to quote, you know, the great Ron Swanson, it's better to whole ass one thing than to half ass two things that's so a, that guy's an american hero i mean truly. truly wow damn it there we go man ron swanson if ron swanson says it it must be true it must be but yeah so i mean this is this is big news especially for us so there's a lot to break down here but before we break down we're going to take a quick commercial break to let you know who our fine esteemed sponsor is and then we'll jump back into the nitty-gritty of adventure time yeah Wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes. Located in Campus Court next to Subway, The Hall of Heroes is open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let The Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. Synopsis is real. Never had that old feel with cats who make waves and aptly get a 360 deal. Hey guys, we're back and always check out the Hall of Heroes for your gaming needs, your card needs, every single thing. Go talk to Michael. He'll talk your ear off. Ask him about Superman. He knows a lot about it. Star Trek, all those things. But as we get back into our episode with Adventure Time, there are a couple of things that we need to break down in this show. Things that are not necessarily confusing, but to normal average viewers who may not be obsessed with the show, there's a lot of weird things going on with Adventure Time. Yep. A lot of weird things. Yeah. One one of which is like the background of the show, right? I mean, like you have this like kind of like post apocalyptic thing going on. The thing that I really like about how Adventure Time does this is anytime I hear the phrase, you know, it's post-apocalyptic, I immediately want to, like, drag my feet and stick my head in a hole. Because, like, post-apocalyptic to me is so overdone. It's kind of cliche. Where it's like, I don't know what to do with this world, so I'm just going to nuke the one we have and turn it into something fantastic. It's like, okay, just world build a new world. But I think Adventure Time did a really cool job with uh, doing, executing this post-apocalyptic thing. Um, So they call it the Mushroom War. Uh, which is really, you know, I, I don't want to use the word cute, but like we're watching Adventure Time through the lens of Finn, the human, who is what? Right. He's like 10? He's, yeah. He's, he's 13. He's 13 now, he's, right? Yeah. Because didn't like he start? Now. Oh, yeah. is he 18 he now? Like he was like 12, but now he's 18. 
Okay, oh. yeah. So, but, but it started when he was young, and we're we watched like this, you know, twelve year old kid like grow up, and you know, when you're twelve, you view the world through a different lens, and so they refer constantly in the show to this thing called the mushroom war, which obviously, like you think mushroom, like mushroom cloud, atomic bomb. Um, and this is the characters that talk about this. Just to be yeah, clear. there's yeah. like a great mushroom war, like before the events of the show, right? Yes. Yep. And um, Finn. Correct me if I'm wrong again. Like he's the last human. He's one of the last few humans. Yeah, there's like a couple episodes where they they like think they've dif- discovered like another human, and then it turns out it's totally something different. There's like the Susan episode where they think that she's a human, and then she's got like I think she's a f- fish fins on her head. So then <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, she's not really a human. And lo- well, like one of the things is like rainy corns eat humans. Yeah, which is Jake's girlfriend because yes, Jake's, or not Jake? Yeah, Jake's girlfriend because Lady Rainicorn yep. is yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so there's just a lot of, like, if you're not looking for it, like, in the background, there'll be, like, destroyed, like, buildings of, like, certain, like, settings, there'll be just, like, little hints here and there of, like, you know, oh, well, like, back before the Mushroom Wars, or, like, back, you know, before when the Earth was different, or something like that, like, they, like, if you're not looking for it, you can easily ignore it, and, you know, have a grand old time still watching Adventure Time, but, uh... Well, one of, like, the biggest episodes that you can really, like you learn more about this is um the yeah is um dang it i lost my train of thought it's okay keep going (laughs) is actually the uh simon and marcy episode um which is when they kind of they go back and talk about like how the ice king and um marceline Marceline, um kind of met and how she was like a little kid yeah yeah. he's he's taking care of her and saving her and it's kind of about how he becomes the ice king which Mm -hmm. is really interesting and he does it to like save her it's a it's honestly like my favorite episode it's a really tragic episode it is it's really sad like the crown he wears like slowly deteriorates like what he thinks because he he was like a really i haven't watched a bunch of time uh the past couple of seasons i used to be really really into it but isn't it like the crown like deteriorates his mental state yeah but, like, it still gives him powers. Yeah, so, like, the longer he wears it and the more often the we- he wears it, the, like, worse he gets. Yeah, no. Uh, I for- Okay, catch me up on that, though. I forgot why he put the crown on in the first place. He was an archaeologist? Yeah, yep. He was an archaeologist and he found it. And then, like, he, had, like, in the Simon and Marcy episode, he puts it on to, like, protect her because he thinks that something is going to attack them. So he puts it on to protect her and then... It just slowly eats away yeah. like his brain. And this is really cool because I mean, just like the the concept of having something so heavy like that, right? And it's like a general fear of most Americans, most people in the world, of having this massive, massive freaking you know atomic warfare, nuclear weapons. To make something really lighthearted out of that is actually really very cool because I mean, like as you mentioned, you're viewing all this stuff through this like this kid's lens, right? So you've got all these like candy puffs and things like that, and like yeah. he's really like just like weird characters that have now like proliferated because of this like nuclear war and he's like living this like great like happy time having fun doing adventures with his dog mm-hmm. all throughout this stuff so it's really cool how they kind of juxtapose those two concepts and correct me if I'm wrong they don't really get into the, like the backstory of this this show until like real like further along correct well then even then they don't really like get into the backstory like the right it's yeah really- it's it's not like a a they don't think they kind yeah. of like do like almost like flashbacks kind of thing or and the, or they'll, they'll like reference it like you like you can tell that there's like a, a relationship between like Princess Bubblegum and Marceline and like there's a lot of backstory there but we don't know all of it mm-hmm. yet so I'm really hoping with these next two seasons that they kind of go more into it because honestly like some of those episodes are my favorite ones and I like hearing all the backstories and learning more about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think cool. the way that they do it is pretty tasteful, too, because, it's like, if you dump everything about your show in a couple of episodes or you just come right out and you're like, yep, we're living in a nuclear wasteland, Finn, you are the last human, and, you know, everything is horrible, then, um, you know, I feel like that's kind of insulting to the viewers. So this is fun in a sense that, like, you can play with canon if you want, you know. Yeah. There's nothing to say that I'm wrong about thinking that the Mushroom Wars, you know, are post-apocalyptic. You know, if somebody else has a theory about what the Mushroom Wars mean, there's nothing really wrong with that, which is another thing that I kind of like about, like, not truly having all the pieces. Yeah, so there's enough to play with there where you can kind of make your own assumptions about what's going on in the show. Definitely. That's super cool. And so, okay, that being said, is that despite that kind of heavy thing, there's, like, these really cool positive messages in every single one of it. That's another thing that we mentioned with some of these other cartoons, that we like that despite them being weird or funny or just, like, subversive in general, right, but they always have this, like, strong morality to it. And, like, 
across the board, you have that in Adventure Time. There's always some kind of lesson to be learned, even if it is just really goofy. And oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, what are some examples that you guys have in your heads from, like, really, like, awesome episodes that really taught, like, a valuable lesson in Adventure Time? Well, I mean, obviously, like, the Simon and Marcy episode is, like, mm-hmm. huge because, you know, they kind of, everyone always kind of make fun of Ice King and nobody really likes him. And then you learn more about his backstory and, like, he's actually, like, a really honorable person and he took care of this young, sick child. So mm-hmm. I think that's a huge one. Well, there's the Marceline's dad episode. Yep, that right? one, I was going to actually bring that one up. Is that her dad was, like, this really deadbeat father and, like, you know, like, Jake is, like, so, no, Finn, Finn is trying so desperately to try to, like, reunite them and she's like, I don't want to be anywhere near him and there's a reason why because no. he eats people's souls and, you know, like, she's, like, obviously there's, like, some catharsis at the end of the episode of, like, her, you know, forgiving him kind of, but even as, like, she forgives him, she, like, very quickly throws him back into the netherworld. It's like, oh, well, that's done. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Because, yeah, I like that the whole, like, and even sometimes when they do do the, you know, messages, like the positive messages, they're not always, like, what you think. Like, mm-hmm. the whole, like, with the Marceline and her dad episode, like, that one is one of my favorites. And I like the fact that it's not, like, that age-old message of, like, oh, well, blood is thicker than water. It's, like, sometimes, like, family is what you make of it. Mm-hmm. Like, she chooses to reject her dad, and her friends are her family. You know, Finn, Jake princess bubblegum mm-hmm. like even ice king to an extent like yeah. i mean she definitely has like a soft spot for him like big time so. right so i i like that they give those positive messages but they're not you know those blatant you know positive messages we hear all the time like you know like always love your family brush your teeth twice a day like sure. and, they're, and they're very fitting with like the nature of the show right because right. the nature of the phone yeah. as we keep talking about this like subversion of like what normal cartoon shows are you know like that the the morality kind of follows that as well which is really cool. What else? What else we got for positive messages? Um, there's the Goliad episode, which is when um, Princess Bubblegum like makes her like, it's not daughter, but like makes a new character or um, a candy person to like kind of take over for her mm-hmm. eventually. And she's um, so she gives them a Goliad to like um, Finn and Jake to like learn how to rule and learn how to like take care of people and stuff like that. And it's really interesting. She like realizes that like, she has like psychic powers and can just literally make people do whatever she wants and they it, they kind of talk about how like that you know like free will is an, an important thing and it was like really interesting and a, like a cool way to put that in my question is this i mean that's like a really high concept right yeah. do you think that kids get that when they watch this show or is that something that like you kind of gain as you get older watching the show well i'm going to argue in like the you know, same vein. I mean, did we get anything that was really thrown at us through, you know, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, SpongeBob? Like, even looking back, like, you can look at, and I mean, I'm not saying you're going to learn life lessons from SpongeBob, but like, you know, those jokes that they write that are like over your head. I think sometimes that like stuff like that is thrown in there for like the, I don't want to use the word adults, but like the older people that are watching, you know, if you, like, I can sit down and watch Adventure Time. I have three younger siblings that are 10, 10, and 6. And what I take away from Adventure Time is much different than what they take away from Adventure Time. Right. Absolutely. And I guess that kind of lends to, like, the universal nature of the show. And, like, that's, I think, what's really made this thing succeed is that the the, the jokes are extremely funny for, you know, adults. They're easy to understand and get. Um, But there's this kind of, like, connective, like, tissue and fiber that makes all the experience kind of worthwhile for everybody watching it. You know, I mean, I'm almost, like, 30 freaking years old. And I just started watching Adventure Time. And I think it's fantastic. Like, where have I been? And this was, like, around when I was still, like, you know, in my early 20s is when right. this whole thing started. So it's it's really cool that you can each get something from it. Now, there's a lot of lovable characters. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, unlovable characters. And Kelsey and I have a bit of contention here. All right? Yep. I'm a little pissed off. And this is where you're going to start having us, uh, the new geeks, starting really I'm, arguing I'm with each other. I'm ready to come at you. I'm ready to come at you, bro. Okay, so... If you guys know, there's a cute little adorable Ugh. little figure. My wife, tree trunks. My wife, tree trunks. She's a little elephant. She's got. She's supposed to be like what? Like it's like she's like a like a senior citizen. She's like an yeah. elderly little elephant that el- loves to cook apple pie. <laughs> she's got a cute little voice, you know. Um, but for some god awful reason, because maybe Kelsey's <laughs> some kind of communist, sociopath, um, or That's sociopath. It. That's it. She despises this little this little character. I. Hate tree trunks. Where do you get off, madam? Where do you get off loving tree trunks? That's what I want to know. Tree trunks is not only adorable, as I mentioned before. All right, she's really endearing. 
All right. She's kind of like an affable nitwit, you know, like she is kind of dumb, but like people love her. They're always over over her house trying to like hang out with her. It really shows that like, you know, you should really respect your elders. Apparently it's something that you don't do, Kelsey. Um, Just you, Ben. Yeah, apparently. But no, and she always is. I mean, okay. So what I have a feeling that like one of your reasons for not liking her is because of the amount of like crap she causes everybody else. All right. We'll talk about this. What what do you Go. She's just always causing trouble and getting in the way. And I'm like, they told you to get out of the way, so get out of the way. It's like, what are you doing? You're making things worse. And they, I mean, obviously, when it makes things worse, though, they have, like, more challenges to, like, surmount, right? Well, so wouldn't you say that, like, Tree Trunks' like, existence makes Jake and Finn better characters? No, I mean, there's plenty of adventures to be had. They don't need Tree Trunks to be annoying. I just, I hate Tree Trunks. I think she's annoying. I mean, and she does get in some inter- interesting situations. There's like a crystal uh, episode, right? Oh, that's my favorite one because she is, explodes at the end. <laughs> so, yeah. Sociopath. Bringing back that sociopath <laughs> moniker. As long as the thing dies in the end, I don't care. I just, I don't know. I just never liked Tree Trunks. You're, you're just so wrong. That's fine if you want to think I'm wrong, You're just but so wrong. I'm gonna know in the end that I'm truly right about this. I in that episode with her and Mr. Pig, it makes me so mad. I hate watching that one. Why? What's your beef? Because they won't stop making out everywhere. Listen, listen, okay. She has an old person friend with it's, Mr. Pig. It's her time, okay? Have you seen the dating sites? Our time for seniors to hook up. Hey, they're not a supporting of the show, by the way. We that's need, we, we need some ads for our time. Hey, that's fine. They can date. They don't need to parade it around in front of everybody and make him uncomfortable. Are you tree trunk shaming right yeah, now? Yeah, you're tree trunk shaming. <laughs> are, so you, hard. are you ageist tree trunk shamer? We need justice hey, for tree trunks. Elephant I'm just lives. Saying okay. There's closed doors for that. Yeah. Okay. okay. But in the nuclear wasteland, how many closed doors are? She has there? a house, Ben. This is true. This is true. They could even go in her little armoire. There's plenty of spaces. <laughs> For making out. Where's tree trunks? I can't just like, oh god, they're in the armoire. <laughs> you just hear this thumping in the armoire. You're like, oh no. I could never look at the oh, armoire no. the same way again. Good. Yeah, dude, I don't agree. I think that, you know, like, I think little elephants deserve to have their love, like, recognized by the rest of society, you know? Like, you know, not be stigmatized and, like, not be, like, you know, thrown out of establishments for, you hey, know. Hey, I don't have a problem with it as long as it's not tree trunks. See, okay, this is this is very like pointed tree trunks hate. I dude, I, I how could you hate something so so cute? Ugh. I want to give tree trunks a hug. I want to like hug her all I the don't. time. I don't. I want to punt her. <laughs> I want to punt her across the room. Yeah. I want to pick up tree trunks and then just let her go and watch her fly. So okay, so I think if if you guys had if you had to judge Jordan, all right. Well, actually, you're you're kind of like you're you're more in the vein of of liking tree trunks. Yeah, because I'm. You I'm, both love tree trunks. I'm a bias. Okay, here's the thing, like. I don't, I can understand where you're coming from with why you think Tree Chunks is annoying because, like, I too am occasionally like, Tree Chunks, get your stuff together. Get it all together in a box and keep it there, Tree Chunks. But then also at the same time, I'm like, she's just this little old senior. She just needs somebody to help her cross the street. Do you have a grandma? I have three grandmas. You have three grandmas. They're probably pretty cute, though, right? They're pretty, probably like adorable people. They swear a lot. Okay, that's adorable. <laughs> They're runs in the family, apparently. <laughs> it is adorable. That's, that's well accepted here. <laughs> How would you feel if someone else was talking crap about your little tree trunks grandma like that? Well, they don't get in the way. They play WoW and play Euchre, so. Grandma, I hate WoW. Your grandmas play WoW? Yeah, we talked about this last episode. Yeah, remember? Her whole family <laughs> plays My WoW. My grandma plays WoW, yeah. Okay, so Her maybe. grandmas play WoW. My mom watches anime. What does your parents do, Ben? Uh, I have no grandparents anymore, so thanks. I mean, I just said mom, oh. so you took it to wah, a weird wah. level. Uh, my parents watch Star Trek, and they're, they're into, like, home shopping network. Oh, that's a weird mix. I don't want to talk know. about it. <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> talk about it. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to discuss my psychological issues with my parents. I just want to hear Ben say subversive again. Subversive. <laughs> Thank you. Subversive. I'm yeah. I how feel many so much smarter just by hearing episode. that. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that if a little elephant crossed by your path, I think you have an obligation to show it a good time and also take care of that little thing. And if its name was Tree Trunks, I doubly think that you should have that obligation. I would do it if it was anyone but Tree Trunks. Well, you know, we have a chance here. We have like a decisive chance to decide whether Tree Trunks is the most suitable, most adept, uh, adept, adept, 
Adept. Adept. That's a good word. Adept character to survive the the wasteland apocalypse. Uh, because we're gonna play a little game here. Yep. We're gonna play a little hero battle. This is something that uh, actually Malachi and I started all the way back when. Back in the day. Back in the day. For all eighteen sixty timers. Yeah. I don't know who who figured that out. Was it us or was that Tyler and Kelsey who did that actually? Oh, it was Kelsey. Wow. So Kelsey's the one who created Grandmother this. Grandmother hero battle. Yeah, pretty much. Tree trunks hero battle. So nope. as you can hear, there's a little bit of nope. rustling in the background. A little rustling of paper <laughs> in Kelsey's uh, cowboy hat. By the yes. way, she looks like Jessie from uh, Toy Story right I now. was thinking that earlier today That's in the office. That's what an ad said. Wow. Woody's roundup. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So what we're going to do here is we're going to play a game. We're going to pick a name out of a hat. These names are the different uh, characters of Adventure Time, and we're going to take turns in small little battle rounds to decide... Who is the better character? And honestly, the, with the impetus of who would survive the wasteland better. So we're going to go through this. We're going to pick. You two are going to go first. Okay. Oh, are we? Okay. That's yeah. more right. than fine. Well, age before beauty. <laughs> I'm a beautiful man. I'm well, not denying that. A, that sweater is nice. It's a nice sweater. I'll I give you that. Right. Now, I'm going to say full disclosure. If I don't know who I pick, can I pick again? Nope. Really? They always made me do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this well, is well, maybe we'll see. I put my faith in the heart of the cards, and I actually man. don't know this character, cards. so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Assume. Can I see who it is? Oh, nice! I'm gonna win this. Oh yeah, yeah. I Especially because I don't know this character. Can I, I can I look up this character? Who, real who quick? do you got? This is good. Uh, Flame Princess. Oh, she's so cute though. Well, I don't know. Okay, thank you, Noah. All right, Noah. Noah's, Noah's just. Noah's I'm gonna start calling my, him Wikipedia. He's over got there. my back. Oh, she's got like little kids. She's so adorable. Is this is this her? Is this her when she transforms? Yeah, that's when she gets mad. All right, this is good. I'm glad I have Aww, some basis I of understanding. I'm not gonna get sappy about it. Yeah, you gotta beat my 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 booty. All right. You gotta beat that butt. Oh, here's an anime version of her. Wow. Oh, hey, wow. Oh, wow. Would oh, you look at that? Okay, so let's get this going. Who do you have? I have Jake. You have Jake. <laughs> that's such a cheap shot. <laughs> Like right that's off the like that's like going up. It's like who do you have? I have Cyclops. Who do you have? I have the Hulk. Like that's cheap. Okay, so I guess I guess should I go first then? You yeah. Go, okay, so I'll, I'll get my handy dandy timer out. Okay, so uh, Flame Princess, I'm ready when you are. What time? How much time do we give? Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, 30 seconds okay, on the that's clock. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. Ready? One second. Nope. Go. Okay, so Flame Princess. Obviously, she's royalty. She's got a little bit of a following. Uh, she apparently is the protector of the flames. It seems like she's got some like really awesome like weaponry that she can create, like a little like uh, like like sword, like plasma flame sword. It looks like when she's pissed off, she can actually transform into a more demonic character. Uh, if I'm thinking right along the lines of different royalty within you know the wasteland that they exist, uh, they're like kind of like the most revered people there and have been around for the longest. So I I would argue that despite Jake's ability to transform his Put body. Put a fork, enemy's done. She's oh. the best of doing it. Okay. Uh, are you ready for me? That's nope. all I got. Yes, go. Okay, well, here's the thing is I've watched a couple of episodes of Flame Princess and no, I mean, people like her, but they can't really get close to her because she's flames and she doesn't know how to control herself, so she hurts people around her. So it's going to make it really tough for you to like have people that are like on your side. Meanwhile, I'm Jake. I'm this dog. I'm Bendy. I can make bacon pancakes. Bro, I got it all going down. I got the ability to like sing and dance. I have this kick-ass girlfriend who's a unicorn that speaks Japanese. I got like boxes on boxes. I'm sorry, it's Korean? Okay, that was my bad. I did not know that, but I got boxes. Boxes on boxes You're checked done. with this dog. Do we want to do a rebuttal? We'll do a quick rebuttal. Should quick. we have Malachi be the judge? Yeah, Malachi's the judge. Malachi's the judge for this round, and then the final round. He gave a stoic. We're gonna up, we're gonna give the Noah the, the the chance to to be the judge here. All right. So honorary. Do we do twenty seconds? Twenty seconds. All right, Ben, you're first. Go. I would argue that my ability to be close with people does not make me less like adaptable to the wasteland. In fact, that probably makes me more advantageous in the wasteland because I'm not letting human beings and dogs get in my way of a good time. And plus, I'm flame. I can cook bacon pancakes anytime I so please. You actually stopped with five seconds to go. That's good. I'm concise. Decisive victory. <laughs> All right, you ready, Jordan? Go. Here's the thing. Being all by yourself in the wasteland, though, like, what happens if you get hurt? What happens if it rains on you? Who are you going to have to help you? Who I'm you Jake the call? dog. Who are you going to call, man? I'm Jake the dog. I have all these friends that are willing to help me, and, like, with being stretchy and bendy and stuff, like, I clearly have, like, the advantage of, like, avoiding enemies and stuff like that, and, like, I can get big, I can get small, I can hide, I can run. Okay, I'm a you're dog. done. 
put a fork in it. Personally, I don't think Jake has a posse is uh, is a reasonable uh, explanation. Allies are important. Bro. Allies are important in the wasteland. Whatever. You never play. Okay. Do we have a we have a this uh, a victory? I'm sure. Let's uh, let's allow micro, uh, microphone Malachi to get up on the uh, on the mix. Microphone Malachi. Microphone Malachi. <laughs> is, this, is this who's the best or who could win in a fight? Who who well who won between these two? Who could best right. survive the wasteland? Yeah. Survive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely Jake the dog. What? Me, 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 me. All right. It's my in, air horn in case noises. if you haven't heard that, but I, I heard it pretty well through the headphones. Uh, Malachi has has basically anointed Jake the dog as the true winner. Yes. Okay, so that means that I'm out of the running now. Yes. That means now it is a death match between probably the two biggest Adventure Time fans here, despite Noah. So let's decide. So we're not putting Jake and <coughs> Flame Princess nope. back in. Nope. They're okay. out. They're outsies. Would you like to go first? I'm gonna fondle all of them before wow. making a decision. And fair. The heart I put my faith cards. in the heart of the cards last time, and they rewarded me greatly. So what do you got? Did you get tree trunks? No. Oh no. Oh, I hope to God you get tree trunks. I hope to God if I don't. There's justice in the world. I literally, get... this is the heart of the cards, just staring down at me, saying, "You trunks, go, kid." Trunks, oh. Trunks. Did you get tree trunks? I didn't. Oh, come on. This is this is interesting. Right, what did you get? Let me know what you got. I ladies. got Gunter. I got Finn. So I got the set. Why? This isn't even fair. No, that's not fair. I shouldn't have put him in there. No. I thought about it. Yeah, I should take him out. Okay, so Noah, you're going to be the judge. You're going to listen to these arguments. Uh, we're going to do a timing situation. I'll take care of the timer. We'll let Jordan go first. We'll let Jordan go first. So we got 30 seconds on the clock. So let me grab the clock. Clock, clock, clock. Uh, clock, clock, da, da, da. clock, 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 clock. So, uh, what are you guys uh, doing later for uh, Western Weekend? Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, yeah. especially because you yeah. and I are both working yeah. Western Weekend. Yeah, mm. it's not cool. Okay, I got, I got. So, thirty seconds on the clock. Me who's, first. Who's going first? Okay. Jordan. I'm going first. Ready, <clears throat> set, go. Well, I'm just gonna say by the sheer being of being Finn the human. You know, I grew up in this wasteland. I have like a sword. I have all these allies and stuff. You know, I've proven I can navigate the wasteland. I've proven I can reason with people if I have to. I've proven I can also like kill things if I have to. I'm smart. I have opposable thumbs, which Gunter does not have. I'm also not a penguin and speak the language of, you know, other people around me. So like, I've got a lot of boxes in my favor, just like checked off right there. I'm done. Wow. You had like two seconds left. Mic drop. That's good. <clears throat> All right, Kelsey. You ready to go? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Time is on the clock starting now. Okay, one of the greatest things about Gunter is he doesn't need to t to speak English because you can read his sass from his squeaks. So he's got that going for him. Also, he's got many penguin friends. And he also had a very dark dream um, involving the Lich King, which, uh, you know, proves that he's pretty evil and I think he's got some plans. He's uh takes none from anybody. Um he's definitely slapped um Ice King several times, which I mean if you can slap your boss, you're you're probably a <laughs> you're boss. You're done. You're done. Okay, so let's review. Penguin has a posse, right? Posable thumbs. <laughs> that's, that's what you took away that's from my argument. took away from anybody's argument. You right? forgot about the attitude. Yeah, you got the attitude. You can slap your boss. You're going places. Or slap apparently. a penguin. <laughs> Dave, I'm sorry. Penguins, penguins. Yeah, we're gonna not. Uh, should we just get? Let's, let's like hire a bunch of penguin suit. Like people just come in and just like slap Dave. Do I get a rebuttal though? Yeah, we get rebuttals. Yeah. Okay. We get 20 seconds on the clock. All right. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. Ready, set, go. See, you're saying you can slap Ice King, but I've beaten Ice King before. I've beaten pretty much like Shade. most people. I can, you know, reason with Ice King. I've, you know, I can just like physically, but also just like verbally be like, Ice King, sit down. You're done. Um, You know, Lich King, not a problem. Finn's got that swords. I mean, he's, he's, he's Finn the human. You're done. All right, Kelsey. The best rebuttal of all. All right. Or the worst rebuttal of Ooh. all. For all the marbles, let's go. All right, well, one thing that's interesting is you talked a lot about beating the Ice King, but did you actually talk about beating Gunter? You didn't. <laughs> so I don't really know how your argument applies here because... Transitive property. I mean, I think he's going to just slap the crap out of Finn with those little flippers. Little flippy flips. He's got those little flippers. He's going he's gonna to take you down. He's You'd be surprised. Tunnels. It's he's done. Okay. So this is this is a fine argument. All I gotta say is transitive property. I'm Two glad, words. I'm glad that I'm not the one deciding this because I hate penguins. So you hate Gunter? I hate all penguins. You hate Pittsburgh? Uh, that's a that's a deep story I that I choose not to talk about. Okay, Pittsburgh itself is crap, but no, I hate all the penguins. All right, Mr. Noah, 
You're We're the, fighting you're the decision, after this. decision maker. What do you? Who do you think could survive the wasteland better? This is a rough one because on the one hand, Finn is a righteous paladin. On the other hand, Gunther is Gunther, and like little known fact, he was possessed by a like demon throughout most of the show. Nobody knew about it, but like Finn beat that demon. So I'm gonna have to give it to. Oh Finn. my Dang. god! Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan won twice. She got the two main Okay, characters. to be fair, I got Finn and Jake. Yeah, like. that's weak. That's super weak. I had that's so OP. many other great characters in there, I'm mad about it a little. This, this is rigged. See, if you would have gotten, like, if I LSP, Marceline, if you would have had Marceline or LSP, you would have beaten me If easily. I would have had Marceline, I would have taken you down. That's what happens when you put your faith in the heart of the cards. If Yu-Gi-Oh taught me anything, it's dumb luck can get you through a lot of things. I think that's the takeaway of the show. I think so, too. Major takeaway. Well, here we are at the end of our hour, guys. Thank you so much again for joining us. We had a good time. Hope you had a good time listening in. We want to thank our special guest, Mr. Malachi Barrett, the founder of the show, Milton Bradley himself. If he comes up with a better name, we'll tweet it out to Melophone Baritone. Melophone Baritone. <laughs> and we got uh, Noah, thank you very much again for your contributions to the show. We appreciate it. As always, I am Ben Salise. This is Kelsey Cavazos across from me. Yeah. Yeah. And Jordan Hermione across from me. It's Hermione. 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 It happens. I say it so often. I can't believe I messed up. Listen, it's Dom's fault. Dom introduced me. Dom introduced me to administrator as Hermione the other day. Like point blank was like, and this is Hermione. She works for CM Life. And I was like, only half of that statement was factual. <laughs> Only half of that. But thank you, as always, for Alex recording the episode. As always, guys, you can follow us on Twitter, at Raving Geeks. Check out some of the stuff we tweeted out today. You can also like us on Facebook, and uh, we're working out some Snapchats and some other things. Kelsey, what else do we got going on? Well, technically, what we tweeted today will actually not be today when this episode oh, airs. True. So. Wow. You got to think about time I forgot there, about the time continuum. Time's, time's a crazy thing, man. So today, as we were, so yeah, just, you know, just go back. We'll retweet. We'll yeah. retweet our retweets. Back to the shack. We'll man. retweet all our retweets. Yeah. But, you know, as always, we're on the CM Life podcast channel. You can download us there. You can view us on SoundCloud. We're reaching out to other social media platforms, so stay tuned there. But as always, guys, join us next time. Same bat time, same bat network.